What's up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Will. Is this actually a bonus, or is this some other, the opposite of a bonus? What's the opposite of a bonus? A penalty. (laughs) This is the penalty episode. Why is this a penalty episode? You get to hear more from our wonderful mouths. Greg, also here? I am also here. Happy to be here. Full of conspiracy theories about this game believe mm. me i got a lot okay so we're gonna this is uh this is part three of impressions if you haven't listened to part one of impressions that was uh episode 498 and then 499 oh, was normal and then last thursday there was episode two of impressions we are only going to talk up to credit roll i know there is a post game to this i know that technically the real ending which i i i dislike when games do that the real ending is in post game because we we know factually just by looking at like playstation trophies not a lot of people beat games (laughs) and when people beat (laughs) games they when they get credits they move on to the next game uh so like hiding the real ending behind credits is always in not to me not the best tactic uh I, I we're, well, I'm going to get into it because we're going to have to define terms because I'm already getting frustrated. What? Which part of frustrated? Like frustrated at Steve or frustrated yeah, at? The I'm always game? frustrated at Steve. Uh, yeah, I'm, always frustrated at me. Do we? I, I'm, I'm frustrated at everybody. So we've got the full range. Okay, let's talk about the story. Uh, okay, so this is where we're going to first get into our frustration point. Yes, I <laughs> I'm going to before before I even dive into my thoughts on the story, I want to say that I love this game. I still think it's a worth the sixty dollars. I also wanna. I also wanna say that I think out of all the Pokemon games, X and Y has one of the worst stories. But I will say that X and Y is one of my favorite Pokemon games, hands down. Love X and Y. Okay, this is this is going to be okay. I need to set ground rules right now because this makes me bonkers every time. So we need to define what we mean by story. Because for most people, story means everything that's presented in the game. For example, if I'm reading Lord of the Rings, I don't discount two-thirds of Lord of the Rings as not being part of the story because it's not directly involved with the A plot line of a hobbit walking to a volcano to get his finger bit off. Mm. So when we talk about X and Y or this game having a bad story, I think we need to be specific that the plot line, the main A plot line, the thing that you have to do is weak but the story which is everything they present in this game is actually quite amazing Mm. i can see complaints about the main plotline plotline a is very tropey although it touches on some very incredible topics and i disagree that the real ending which i haven't gotten to is post game because the plotline and the themes that they want to explore do finish at credits I agree. Yes. And then my, plot, my complaint the plot. is the plot. I do think the lore and the world and even the, yes. the characteristics of like I, I think the Wormple thing was fantastic. I loved every yeah. single interaction with, oh, with so man. when we with say Fred. things Don't get me started on when that. we say things about story, I think people think that every it sounds like <sighs> everything that the game presents is bad. And I think we need to be specific that the main plot line is a is a very tropey thing although i have to commend them for attempting to tackle a very big 
two really big themes and two big subjects. Mm. And they do, I think, rely way too heavily on tropes to tell that story, but it also gives them, again, my complaint, uh, one of my complaints about this game is they were very timid in a lot of things that they did. And one of the, another aspect of where they were timid is how much they rely on standard tropes to do shortcuts in the storytelling of well, the main plot line. I would say that they, they lent very hard into keeping it an all ages accessible yes. storyline when they probably didn't have to. I, I would agree with that. I feel like I can sum up my feelings of the plot pretty well. I loved the intro. I loved like falling through a wormhole from uh, you're obviously from the future. You're falling through. Your phone gets abducted. Oh, uh, well, step back there one <laughs> sir. No, 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 no. <laughs> not not future. No. You're from someplace else. It is it is very clear when you get to the fourth area that this is an alternate dimension or an alternate universe. Yes. Ingo 100% tells you this isn't back in time. This is an alternate dimension at minimum and an all new universe possibly. And this is this has been proven by the other games. They follow exactly what the other games have done. Yeah. So there isn't time travel and it's not connected to the main universe, which is why I no longer can say that oh this is so and so's ancestor because how this universe got created, everybody is based off of a reflection of people from the world that you came from. And yes. since Pokemon already established a multi-universe system yeah, they in up with Omega Ruby, <laughs> Alpha Sapphire, and established what happens when you accidentally get pulled into an alternate universe through Annabelle... Annabelle, who is also a frontier brain, suffers the same fate that Ingo does by being accidentally sucked into a universe that isn't theirs. Yeah, but when the game opens, you don't know that. You think Correct. you are from the Correct. future because you're either wearing the Alola shirt or the X and Y shirt. Right. But and I, the, the other thing I wanted to add was that uh, Kajita, is that Kajita, is that how you would pronounce it? Very clearly says, you are from a place that is far farther. Yeah. Pretty sure it was yeah. Kajito who said that. And they bring up multiple dimensions multiple times. Yes, but yes. the inclusion of Ingo is the big twist. And why I really love the fourth area, because it's at that point you realize you're not in the past, that you are somewhere absolutely completely different. There is a bigger story of how this place got created, which I will admit I still haven't spoiled myself on, so I do not know who's behind it. I have... Theories, and if you want to hear theories, y'all can reach out to me, because I got theories about all of this. But it is very clear when you hit fourth area that, okay, we are... Hysteria region did not exist in the world that we know it. This was specifically mm -hmm. created. The And this is what I, I tweeted. I think the first three areas are fine. They're very, like, to-the-book Pokemon yep. game, nothing too fancy, meet professor, meet characters, here's the drama, you know, let's get lunch. And then the fourth area is where I was like, I want to pay attention now because Ingo is here. And I love yeah. I love that they have put Ingo, maybe Emmett, Emmett doesn't show up. But I'm curious mm -hmm. to somebody who has never played Gen 5, and even if you play Gen 5, 
it is very easy to mi- miss Ingo and Emmett. You oh, have yeah. to you yeah. have oh, to yeah, go yeah. out of your way to find them. <laughs> very yeah. much. I wonder if that whole area fell flat for those people. Because like so they would be like, who is this? This is just a new character. Is this a new character? Who is this guy? Why is he always I, talking about trains? <laughs> I, I, so I think it it rides a very good line. Because if you don't know who that character is, that is you joke? do know that it's another person who <laughs> who is suffering a different fate from you. And mm-hmm. I think for those of us who are very steeped in lore, it has a much bigger impact. But what that area does, even even if you don't know anything about the games... When Ingo appears, you realize that some, it is the signifier that something bigger has gone yeah. wrong. Well, um, something has happened. I'm not going to say right is, or wrong. Yeah, something has definitely happened. Um, and I, th- I, I think the impact is stronger for fans, but I don't think it's necessarily lessened for people because it is a, no matter how you look at it, it is the twist. The first three areas set you up for a pattern where you think, I know what this game is. I know where I am. And no matter what, fourth area says, and turn. It's not. For for me, it's very much uh, along the lines of this. People are either going to get this or they're not going to get this. It's very much like Nabokov's book, Lolita. If you yeah. read Lolita, it's a story. It's a pretty disturbing story. <laughs> yes, it is. But it's a straight. And you do, if you don't know anything, you, you read a story. But if you're somebody who knows literature, you understand that pretty much every page of that book is a reference to other f- pieces of literature throughout history, yeah. right? So you can play this game and you know you see all the characters and you're like, great character designs, interesting people, lots of stuff, without knowing that all of these people are references to other Pokemon games. Yeah, and I don't know that that's a bad thing, right? Like, no, it's not, it's not I, a bad thing. It's just like, it's think, a different experience. Yeah, yeah, and no, then think, if you if you want to become a scholar, you say then you start researching. Okay, right. who are these people? Where are they from? Why were they inserted in these places? I think the character designs are strong on their own and are benefited if you know this. Mm-hmm. I definitely get like um, a different point of view than a person sitting in their living room on their couch playing you know, through legends, because, you know, when when I saw Ingo, you know, people saw my reactions of like, oh, my gosh, Ingo is in this game. And it's Ingo. It's not like, yeah, uh, lingo or like some ancestor. Or something. <laughs> yeah. And and it was not shocking to me, but kind of shocking that over like half my chat, you know, I had 500 people watching. They were like, who is this? And it's like, let me explain who this is and why this is kind of crazy, because this is this. this and I get it, right? Like, again, for these are two characters, Ingo and Emmett, that you have to actually find in black and white. It's not mm-hmm. like Wolfric or or Marlin. Like, they, they're not presented in front of you when you play through the game. In Black 2, White 2, you are presented with Ingo and Emmett, but we also yes. know that Black yeah. 2, White 2 is not the most popular. Like, it, only, <laughs> it didn't sell that many copies compared <laughs> to the other Pokemon games. Like, uh, But it's the, sa- it's the same thing that Annabelle was in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah. If you didn't play Emerald and you didn't do the Battle Frontier, you had no clue what the connection was with Annabelle either. And you knew it was somebody who came from somewhere else who lost their memory. And again, if you know more, there's more there. And I do think it does. it is a way for people to entice people who are like, why are all these people having this reaction to this character? I don't know what's going on. Now I want to know. It is a teaser, and I like that. Yeah, I I think the I think the fourth area 
plot wise is is really strong and if you if you get to the fourth area and you still don't care i don't think <laughs> i don't think the ending's going to convince <laughs> yeah. you at that point introduces my least favorite character of the silly series i think the problem i also have with the plot and this leads into maybe the ending and i'm sorry we're maybe jumping around or going too fast is there there's not really anyone to hate throughout this whole game and then they they they're like uh, here's Melly. <laughs> but like <laughs> But Melly's not a villain. They're he's just not, a, there's but yeah, there is yeah. really no like no villain per se. There there are people in the town that you're like, oh, are you gonna turn on me? Well, well I mean the potato guy has a villain turn for a minute, and so does for a minute. the commander. Yeah, and that's the part I Otto. hated. I, so here's the thing. I actually really liked Wally. Wally, I actually really liked that and that that section leading up to that and what the ending was because you sort of got the first theme of hey maybe religious extremism is bad by the end of the fourth mm-hmm. thing when the fifth started and ended and then the world is gripped by fear it underlined what the other theme of what a lot of people were going through is that, hey, maybe making fear-based decisions is a really bad idea. And maybe doing things based solely out of fear is also a really... And that entire... After you complete... Because the ice area is the fifth area, right? Yep, that's with... uh, After you complete the fifth area and you sort of understand that they they are coming to terms with the fact that maybe... Maybe having such an extreme divide amongst their clans has never been good for this region. Mm-hmm. An event happens to implant the the theme of you've all just been reacting on fear, and it's something that they really underlined with the Starly uh, side mission of a person who really wants to be with Starly but is terrified of it. And there's a a huge theme at that point of. Don't allow fear to hold you back. It is scary, but there are benefits if you push past that. And it's really important that I think Benny and Kamada happen. I do think it's a disservice that they took a very tropey way of doing it. Yeah, when when mm-hmm. I was talking to Greg before the show, I was like, when when Ninja Guy shows up and he transforms Wally, into Wally. my favorite character. I love Wally so much, and I was so happy. I was like, this "This is a cool twist. Not as cool as Ingo, but like, okay, Potato Guy is here, and he's, and he he does the same exact thing that Oleana does, which is uh, our leader is doing something that you're not going to agree with, and I'm here to stop you. And you defeat him, and he goes, the same thing as Oleana goes, you must now stop. (laughs) Like, well, I mean, what what is interesting about those characters and what happens with that trope is you un they are the person that loves their friend unconditionally but doesn't believe in the cause. Mm. Neither Oliana or Benny believe in what they're doing. They are they are one hundred percent their that person's their best friend. Yes. And so when you show them Through a that battle. you can well when you show them like hey I can defeat you. And I actually pose a threat. They immediately drop the cause because their only concern ever has been their friend. And both of them are like, please go save this person because I understand that they're lost. You understand that they're lost. But I, as this super supportive friend, could never do anything about it. 
And that is a quick trope lesson of like not calling out your friends and like only being super supportive and you know not not dealing with troubling behavior. It is a shortcut that I think has become so tropey that we've really we tend to gloss over what that actually does for a game. And I do wish they'd spend more time on it. I wish they would really underline it. And again, they just they quit trope it with so that you get the gist of what's happening. And it, it does undercut some of what's happening. I just don't like how co- uh, I just don't like how the commander turns. I just don't think he, there's like enough there to justify him. They they gave you one sentence that he he and Benny's town, wherever they came yeah. from, had been destroyed by Pokemon that had gone on a rampage, and that's why he was afraid they, of Pokemon out of control. They do three things at the beginning. He talks about that they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Then there's a second thing where refugees show up on Hisui region. They are, they are said that they are travelers. They're hinted that they're refugees. And then the third is... Are you is talking about the Ginkgo town... people? Uh, no, no, there's no, a no. scene where you go to the beach and there's a bunch of people who have yeah, come from Yeah, a bunch of people are coming oh, off a boat. I completely forgot yeah. that part. So there's, there are three things that happen that suggest that Kamada has a fear-based belief system. The biggest is that their town had been destroyed by rampaging Pokemon, and they were here to stop it. Fundamentally, like, the unspoken thing, right, the the big paradox that has to be resolved, even if it's not clearly resolved, is these people do say that they come from places where people are comfortable with Pokemon. So these are people who are inherently have chosen to come here because they're not comfortable with Pokemon. Right, they're like literally like where I come from. People battle with Pokemon. Yeah, there's actually a mix. There's some people who are like, I've come here to because I want a more peaceful existence with Pokemon. Mm -hmm. So it suggests that in other areas, people work with Pokemon as weapons, which we've seen in the movies. It's kind of a hint to the Lucario movie where they're in the past and they have armies of Pokemon. It's also a hint to, I mean, X and Y, the Kalos. AZ in in Callous reason of of a war there. So those are those are ties of we are coming here to be peaceful. Uh, But the person who's in charge has basically PTSD light. They hint at it, um, and is making decisions based off of that. And again, because they went so tropey and they didn't do a deep dive, it's really easy to miss those moments. And write them off because they don't do a good job in the A plot line of of really doubling down on those things. But I I can think of those three strong instances where they suggest that this is who he is. And also his main like every anytime he confronts something unknown, what's the first thing he does? Sumo toss. Yeah. Right? He's he just reacts with violence. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. his first yep. his first instinct. Yeah, I just, I, I didn't love, like, plot aside, and this was the other thing that was maybe hard to communicate, I just think the, like, the emotion that the game wanted to give me of that final battle just fell so flat, and I think of, like, I think of, a, like, as a kid playing Red and Blue, and, like, going through the Elite Four and losing over and over and over again because my Blastoise had Surf, Hydro Pump, bubble beam and like whatever other water type move because that's how i thought you were supposed to play as a kid and then like beating lance and being like i'm the champion and then getting through that door and being like oh i have another battle and it's my rival 
And now I just lost to my rival because I could barely beat Lance. And as a kid, you know, that took me 20, 30, 40 tries to do because I was 10 and I didn't have the internet and I didn't have a strategy guide and I was just brute forcing it. And that felt like a huge accomplishment. Like I finally beat my rival, this dude that was saying like, smell you later for 40 hours. And then I think of like a game like Black and White, which is like the first game where I'm like somewhat of an adult. Right. <laughs> and when all the gym leaders come at the end, you know, even though that's not this, that even though that's not just simply beat the elite four, when all the gym leaders show up at the end, that's like a really powerful moment in that game. I think the high drama. Yeah. Where they're after the sages. And then yeah. even, even though the, the, the plot line is, is, is pretty garbage in, uh, sword and shield with the chairman Rose stuff. I still think the well, it makes no sense. It's not I, still, I still think the ending of the game sets up that you're going to beat this guy that no one else has beaten, and then you go through that whole champion circuit, and then you battle Leon. I think still feels great, and I even if you're good at Pokemon, I think Leon at least provides somewhat of a like. Oh, he knows what he's doing. Like he opens really strong with Aegislash, and and it's pretty all right. At the end of this game. You catch either Dialga or Palkia. You go back to town. There's some dialogue, and there they and a lot of the dialogue is just like people repeating yourself in the building. Then you get out of the building and you gotta repeat yourself again. And then you get up to the mountain, and you gotta repeat yourself again. And then you're like, okay, here's here's whatever you choose. You know, I chose Palkia the first time, so that means Dialga showed up. And then it was just a two minute ramen battle, and then it was done. We had a very different experience. We did. We did. And we had I'm, a very different experience. I, I, I thought I, that the game was going to like this is the opportunity where with Palkia you do battle like when I you have to battle Palkia. Like it, it is a normal yeah. legendary thing. So yeah. I thought with Dialga, I was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna throw some ramen, we're gonna have this battle. It's gonna it, I I felt and this was the thing that Ultra Sun Ultra Moon did, I thought we were gonna battle an Ultra Necro Necro Necrozma again. I think the ending to Ultra Sun on Moon isn't anything special. That's why I didn't bring it up compared to Sword and Shield, Black and White, and Pokemon Red and Blue. But I do think that if anyone remembers a high moment in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, it is when you battle Ultra Necrozma. Necrozma. And the same person who made Ultra Necrozma, and ultimately Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, was in charge of this game. I had the expectations, and maybe that was bad on me, that this Dialga fight was going to be different than everything up to this point. And I, I, I threw ramen at it for two minutes and then I captured it and I was, and then credits rolled and I was like, this, this was the end of that game. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Twitch chat, do what, ha do I don't get to battle it? And their answer was you did it too fast. So it was over before it prompted you a battle. And I just throw I mean, my there hands were, up. Yeah, there were opportunities to throw out yeah. your Pokemon. Just no, like every I, other I did it frenzied too, noble. I, did it I mean, I, I did watch. And I will say that, that that is my biggest complaint about the noble battles is it wasn't hard-coded to do a Pokemon battle. But mm -hmm. I did have to do a big battle at the end. Mm. I did have to do this whole this whole thing to, to, to deal with the new threat, which I had picked... Yeah, Palkia was the one that I was fighting at the very end. And I do think I was very invested in the theme. So when I got kicked out and seeing the two clans come together and be like, we have to do this in super secret squirrel way and like them working together behind the scenes felt like my gym leader moment from from black mm. and white. 
Like, here are these two people who have consistently been against working together, who who understand that I am being wronged, that the region is in danger, and they are definitely putting everything aside to get this done and do what needs to be done. And then it leads up to what, for me, was a very epic battle. Like, it was tough. I should have maybe thought more about what was going to happen. But yeah, I had to fight. And I did fight. And it was a big thing. And I had a lot of fun. And then it was like, yeah, I caught it. And credit troll. And I felt like I had earned a festival because I had done a big thing. And I, I will absolutely say that that needed to be hard-coded. That needed to yeah. not be skippable. I think that I think that should have been for all the noble yes. battles. I I... You know, on the first impressions, I said the noble battles were some of the worst parts of this game. It's funny because when Irene did the cleaver battle, I was like, hey, how do you feel about like cleaver? And she was like, oh, I just stood at the corner of the tree and he couldn't hit me. And I just threw I just threw packets at him. And I laughed because she cheesed it the way like I cheesed it, which was like I wasn't cheesing it because it was hard. I was just like, I bet I can cheese this. And like, yeah, you, you can, you can <laughs> yeah, cheese you it can. very easily. I don't know how she felt about the Lilligant battle. Real, real quick on the noble battles, I actually think if all the noble battles were similar to Avalug, I would have had a very, I, I would feel very different about those battles because I think the Avalug battle is actually really good. Uh, it, it puts you in a position where it, it's, it teaches you the mechanics like right away. Like Avalug has this attack, now he has this attack, now he has this attack. And halfway through that battle, he starts merging those two attacks. And I really don't think the noble battles up to that point really taught you in a way where it felt fair. Mm. The Avalug battle is the one battle where you felt like, oh, I do want to actually use my Pokemon in between. Where the the Cleaver battle did not feel that way. The Lilligant battle definitely didn't feel that way. Especially if your Cleaver battle went like poorly. You're like, why would I ever throw out my Pokemon? It's faster just to ramen it to death. The Arcanine one is the one that is actually unfair. And yeah. at, at least the like Cleaver and the the Lilligant and I would say the Electrode rely on like skill and no luck. There's no luck to that. It's just can you dodge properly? The Arcanine one can either be the easiest one or the hardest one because Arcanine will lock the center of the arena and then he will he will either he will pick one of the four quadrants to stand in to do his like ultimate fireball attack. And if he picks the one farthest away from you, it is significantly harder, still doable, but significantly harder versus if he picks the one you're in. Because if he picks the so, one you're in, you you can't miss him. He's right in front of yeah. you. You just ramen him until... There's a thing that they don't tell you about, and they don't tell you about it until the Avalug one. But when you do the dodge, you gain invulnerability. No, they tell you that for Lilligant. Do they? I they, forget yes. what they don't. But you can dot, you can jump into the center and then jump again. So that fire in there, you have to jump through twice and you'll never get hurt because you have that invulnerability for the split second and you can hit Y again. So it's not great at telling you that because it looks like oh, I'll just get hurt. Yeah. Which I do think the Arcanite fight is frustrating. I, I was so angry at it. I was just like, this is nonsense. But I, the, like the second time I did it, I realized, oh, the invulnerability thing's there. So if I jump in the center and then jump out again, I won't get hit by the fire circle and I can close the gap. But the mm -hmm. game isn't great at telling you that. And there there was a there was an interview with like Miyamoto 
uh, about like Mario games and how a Mario game will walk you, like, will teach you something, and then the next level will teach you something, and then the next level will teach you something, and then the final level you have to use everything you've learned and put that together. And the yeah. Avalug battle does that. Yeah. No other, the Dialga one or the Palkia one, I'm sure they're the same. The the wrote the electrode, no, they don't really teach you the the pattern that you're supposed to learn. It's just you learn it by like getting hit like three or four times and being like, ah, well, I can't get hit one more time. And I don't think anyone, I, I don't think any of them were hard. And apparently, I did the Dialga one so fast that I I didn't even get an opportunity to battle the Pokemon, which is frustrating. Um. I don't think any. I I don't think any of them are hard, but just because I did it easier than other people, I don't think people should feel bad that they failed it because I think a lot no. of it is is really unfair. It's like when people say Dark Souls is hard, and it's like this moment's not hard. This moment is just you didn't know existed, and because you turned the corner and you got your you got killed, was because it was a surprise factor. Like you shouldn't yeah. feel bad that you died there. Yeah. You just didn't know. I mean, it's what. <laughs> you know, I, it's Final Fantasy fourteen first day, first patch day. Nobody knows how to do the dungeons, and you all wipe mm-hmm. on the boss. And then a week later, you've done them so many times, you know the patterns that they're a breeze. Like it, learning the pattern is part of the game. <laughs> yeah, like you, you have to learn what it's going to do. And once you know the pattern, is designed to not be hard at that point. And I would, I would never fault anyone for for picking up where they left off like if you if you no. died at 25 percent health left just don't feel bad picking like they're not if it's fun then restart at full health like when i when i i i i died to the arcanine once and then i died to dialga once and the arcanine one i died because i thought you were supposed to aim for the fireballs of his head yeah. And so when I aimed up for the first three, they disappeared. But that's because the ramen like fell on top of them, and I didn't notice. Yeah. But it went through the ball, so I was like, "Oh, that's what you have to do." And then I'm aiming for like the fourth and fifth, and it's like not working because now it's missing Arcanine. And I'm like, "Where am I supposed to? You're just supposed to aim for the Arcanine." Yeah. And then the Diago one, I I died with it like ten percent health first time doing it, and I restarted at full health because I was like, you know, that was kind of fun. I bet I can definitely do it this time. But like, I would never be like, "Oh, you didn't, you didn't restart at full health." You're like, <laughs> if you're not having fun with it, just yeah. just finish it. It's not that big just of a finish deal. It. Which is what I did. But like, again, I guess I really wanted an ultra necrosma moment, especially with Dialga or Pac- whichever the final one was, and yeah. I didn't get that. And to me, that's why I really like yeah. it was. It was hard for me on stream. Like, like I see credits and everyone's like, "How'd you like it?" And I was like. Uh, I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I like it. It is frustrating that it wasn't a hard coda moment because I w- I was watching that stream when you did that, and I'm like, <laughs> we had vastly different experiences, and that it stinks that you got a worse experience, and it mm. it the game shouldn't have allowed that because it's for me it was an ultra necrosma moment. It was a oop. <laughs> I don't know what actual moves it has, and my team is being I run over by semi trucks. Seventy five, I'm guessing. Oh, I don't remember. Seventy, I think. Because alternate Krozma was what sixty five, seventy. It was it was much tougher say, than it, the elite it's four. Somewhere it's, it's either sixty five or seventy. I don't remember. I have to look. 
but I, I mean, I was under leveled and I, I really didn't think about, I thought it was a master ball moment. I thought it would come out. We created this ball and I just throw the ball. So when I went into a thing and I'm like, well, I don't know why I expected it to be me just throwing well, a ball. <laughs> my, my only question with that last battle is where did the bombs come from? They just magically appeared. We didn't make bombs for Palkia. Bombs? <laughs> but they just... The bombs. The, the, the ramen oh, packets. Bombs, I'm yeah. using the correct name. Got the it. bombs. It's like all of a sudden, you have a bucket of bombs. Uh, the person that you... So, the person that you... It's a throw-off line, but the person that you didn't choose to go around the rest of the... To go to the... Sure. People, so, Irida for me. Yeah, They say, oh, I'm going to go research elsewhere and shows up to the final battle okay. with with the things. Uh that's what they're doing while you are getting the um the lake trio All right, stuff. That puts it together for me. So well you also didn't like the ending? I mean I didn't I I it's really hard to say. <laughs> I had a bad experience overall with the game, but that is less about the game than more about the people that I interact with all the time who kind of ruined the experience for me. Mm. It's like, it, it honestly the animal made me effect. feel like that's part of it, that I don't want to be in a Pokemon community anymore because if everybody's got to throw everything in my face all the time, it ruins the games for me. And it's not only like, the, the Animal Crossing thing was part of it, and I will say I almost feel like my game is broken because guess what? Bojean has not evolved. And I have finished the game. And you guys have gone through a whole story with the Wurmple going into a Cascoon and a Silcoon. And... No, not that you has not You just have to like, talk to him me. every now and then. I do. And he Especially after, after you guys started talking about that. All he says is something about, like, oh, the, the nobles are really powerful. And he keeps saying did, that over and over did again. Did you talk to Bojean? Yes. Hmm. I talked to both of them. I wonder if it but, has but to also, be like a Dex thing where like you got to get Wurmple to like level ten or something. <laughs> I'm Wurmpled out. But also, <laughs> I the, I feel my game is broken because I did not have an outbreak until I unlocked the fourth area. I did not have a single outbreak. Weird. There were, there were some people like that. That's a frequent question in my into my Twitch chat. Is like I haven't gotten an outbreak yet, and I was like, oh, you have to like kind of force it. You kind of have to keep going in and out of Jubilee. Ah, I was, I was, yeah, because I kept weird. doing the little side missions. But the other thing, like about like being in the community that ruined it, is like people just say things without thinking. Oh, hey, maybe somebody didn't want to hear that. So like. When I was finishing the game yesterday and I was talking to somebody on FaceTime and I'm like, oh, I'm just about to uh, do the final thing. You know, I've made this magical ball. And he said, oh, yeah, that's just like all the yellow ones. It's going to be like all the yellow ones. I was like, well, great. All the yellow no ones. No surprise. All the nobles. Oh, He's oh. like, that battle is going to be like the nobles. I see what you're saying. And I was like, oh, well, now I, I okay. You know, thank you. But for me, it was like death by a thousand cuts because I had so many experiences like that. You know, I was talking to somebody and like, oh, I'm I'm in the third area. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'm there, too. I'm preparing this, this and this for Baxi Leech. You didn't have to tell me that so that I could enjoy that part of the story. <laughs> yeah, no, I know where you're coming yeah. from. It's It's hard to as like a streamer of. You know, people coming in, like, trying to tell you how to play or, like, did you do this yet? Did you do this yet? Like, I was watching a streamer 
um, before the game, like the night the game came out, you know, I wasn't playing till the next game. I was watching the streamer and like their chat was like, I can't wait till you get to that Ponyta quest. You should just do the Ponyta quest. Hey, once you get the Ponyta quest, you should do it. And it's like, even that ruins it for somebody because yeah, you're like, why, absolutely. like what makes this quest so special? And obviously when you, when you get, you're like, oh, it's a sh-, like, it, it yeah. it's we it's like a weird, like they, like you can backseat by like telling somebody what they should be doing which don't backseat but you can also like indirectly backseat by being like just by being like hey do this quest you need to do this quest it's going to give you mm-hmm. something good and it's like yeah. that is also I, still backseating i very much have tried to get into the habit of asking people where are you at what's the last thing you did so yeah. that i know what i can and cannot talk to i also because i will still say i don't know the actual ending of this game I have my thoughts about it, but I've also been opening people who are like, hey, have you been playing? Have you been enjoying Arceus? And I always say this following sentence. I like it a lot. Please don't tell me anything about the game unless you know where I'm at. Anything that I've crossed is fair game. But if you're farther than me, I don't want I don't well, want to talk and, about and, it. I mean, I'm just I see things people are posting on social media and yeah. stuff like that. And it's. I I got it. I've been in a pretty heavy Twitter blackout. (laughs) I saw I saw a name of something that I don't know, which I'm like, I don't know what that is. And I'm tempted to look it up, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to ignore it and run into it when I run into it. I I would say also, like for me personally, if if I was in a vacuum, if I was in a, a complete space with without other people around, I probably would have taken three to six months to complete this game. Because knowing the way that I would enjoy playing it, I would do area one and I would thoroughly do everything in area because this is like the same way that I do regular games. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like when I get to area two and unlock something that allows me to explore area one more, I'd go back to area one again and do even more and just keep going back and forth and not even worry about progressing the story in any kind of a, a rapid way. But so many people are just like so like adamant about pushing this, that, and that. I was like, well, it's really going to be ruined for me if I try to take as much time as I would want to take. <laughs> yeah, and that's why, like, yeah. normally when I play through a Pokemon game, I'm like, I'm just going to focus on the A storyline. I'm going to get through it as fast as possible, and then I don't feel stressed of like, did you know that Lysander was the villain? Well, I didn't need to beat the game to know that. It was pretty obvious within the first hour of the game, but you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a very strong suspicion of who the actual villain of this game is, but uh, I have a suspicion myself. Yeah, <laughs> um, and there, there were things that were spoiled for me on. You know, I I did look up spoilers before the game came out, specifically Pokemon, and I was accidentally spoiled. That was my bad on other stuff, and and I still think that like for me, the game was still shocking and surprising in moments, and surprisingly, the Ingo stuff was not spoiled at all, and that was. Because like, nobody knows who Ingo was, so <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care. Uh, and that was like a, such a cool moment for me. And it was cool to see like Benny be a ninja and stuff. And that was like cool. I mean, his dialogue kind of yeah. like was like, oh, okay, whatever. You're like just uh, you know ninja Oleana right now. And maybe the Oleana Rose thing wouldn't bother me so much if that wasn't like the last Pokemon game of like this is the same exact thing. But I get it. It's just like yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, the. I mean. I actually, when when I ran into Ingo, 
I actually yelled out loud. And Brent's like, why is this important? I'm like, I can't even explain it to you. It means a lot to me right now. I'm having a moment. I want to, I think, I think we, I wanted to talk about nobles. I think we, I think we did that. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit to the, like the things I really like about this game. Um, and it, it's just, it's, it's just the overall fluidity. Is that a word? How yes. fluid that the is game a word. Is. Good job. It's just fun to play. And I think, yes. I, I think that like mm-hmm. graphically the game is bad. Uh, and I really confirmed this when you get to the water area. Oh, sorry. You-, you also ruined that for me because it's like things that I wouldn't care about. All of a sudden I started looking for. Okay. You, it's so hard <laughs> to avoid the Pokeball in the water. Like you I could- would not, I would not have noticed. I would not have looked. I wouldn't have cared. <laughs> You can literally count the pixels on that Pokeball. It's fine, though, right? Like, you know, I played Ultra Sun. Graphics aside, like, the graphics are bad, and um, I think the battle system is still bad. But the overall going into an open world-ish, open world-ish, catching Pokemon, (laughs) farming items, and that loop is very satisfying and very great. And I think somebody did did a time test. And they, they, they caught one Pokemon in Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. And in that time of start and finish of catching that one Pokemon, they caught 12 Pokemon in Legends. I think the other thing about Legends that I really like, and probably people will disagree with, is I like that you just don't have to actually battle Pokemon. And I've talked about this before on Let's Go, and I talked about it last week. But you can catch every Pokemon... Without ever going into battle, you can use the mud, you can use the apricorns, you can use the goopy, sticky, whatever that thing is called. And I would rather sit in the grass for like a minute to like wait for them to calm down or to wait for them to turn around than to start a battle. I know in my head that starting the battle and doing the battle would be faster, but I just have so much more enjoyment like waiting for him to turn around, throwing a smoke bomb, walking up, like... I don't know why. I don't know what part uh, of that. I mean, it's just it's where you're at, right? Like, and it's the noises. You, I think too. Like the like, isn't there? Wasn't there a study of like how certain noises, like that's why like text tones are the way they are, ringtones are the way they are. But like that noise when you backstab a Pokemon with a Pokeball is so satisfying. <laughs> and yeah. I, like, I'm just I love hearing it and I love doing it. It's it's like um. It's like the, even like the, like, headshot, Slayer or whatever in Halo, like, it was very, like, oh my god, like, it felt good, and Killzone had that, it, too, it had, like, a little It's ping. very affirming. Yeah. They did a good job of, there's the normal sound, and then there's the back sound, and, like, it's louder, it's brighter, it's a different tone, it is a, it is very congratulatory, and yeah, it, it, they did a great sound design. Uh, I could care less. I just... If I'm there to catch it, like if you're beat, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to scroll through and find the thing. I have Pokemon with me for a reason. <laughs> Let's just fight, because I am tired of this garbage. Yeah, I think. I think the the thing we also didn't talk about is just like the movement between Stantler to Basque Legion to Bravery is is fantastic, brilliant. Uh, and it just feels. It it it's like they took everything from. Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon, and they just they just figured it out. They just got it. And yeah. like we always talk about how this company can't get the internet stuff right. 
from Ycom to Festival Plaza to the PSS to whatever. Like it. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's worse. <laughs> There's a lot of things in this game that are just better. Yeah, and that's and that's great. Battle system is not one of them. I I mean I again I mentioned this before. I I get very excited to play this game. I am curious. I I've been trying to start this out. I am curious how much of my super excitement is from how frustrated I felt with Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Mm. And I'm one like I I'm wondering how much going from sword if I went from sword and shield straight to this game what that experience would have been like. Um and I don't re- I I've, I've been sort of like thinking about it. I don't have a good answer for that. I still think I would really really love this game. But I, I, and part of me is also like, I can't possibly fathom playing Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl right now. <laughs> I just can't. I, and I, again, I, like I said, I want to put this game in my other Switch and start all over again and catch all the things that I, that I didn't catch the first time to really understand a lot of what was happening in the story and in the world and really see what they're pointing to. But I still have a lot to do in the game that I'm actively playing. Because I know I'm not at the end of the game. Because the the very first thing you're commanded to do, as I said to Logan, I'm like, I haven't done the very thing I was told to do when I fell into this world. Mm. So I know the game can't be done because I was told I had to do it. And I didn't do it at credits. Although every Pokemon game does right. tell you to do that. But, I don't, I, but not every Pokemon game has a godlike Pokemon commanding me through a text message. If, if you were to go back and listen to, I think, the Sun and Moon series, or maybe it was the Ultra Sun and Moon series that we did, I, 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 I remember saying, like, there's no reason to ever catch more than one Pokemon, because there's not. You, you go and you catch a Furfrou, and you have it. You go and you catch an Oracorio, and you have it. You go and you catch a Grubbin, and you evolve it to a Chargebug, and you evolve it to a Vikavolt. You have no reason to ever catch that again. And before anyone was like, well, what about competitive? If you were into competitive, you would catch that one Pokemon, you would head to the daycare, and then you would breed. Because there's, mm-hmm. there's no reward for catching random wild Pokemon. In Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, they gave you reasons to catch po- more than one Pokemon. Um, because that's how that was how you got experience. They gave you a reason. And I think that's what they were struggling with all of these years of like, for a game about catching Pokemon, you sure don't do a lot of it. <laughs> I, I would imagine that like somebody who doesn't care about completing the Pokedex, but somebody who buys a Pokemon game to experience the eight gems, the Elite Four, and the credits, I would imagine they probably catch less than 50 Pokemon. I would imagine that like the the Pokemon that they catch, they keep on their team and they rarely change because that was another problem with this series early on. Like in black and white, if you if you if four if five of your Pokemon are at level forty and you want to add a new Pokemon and it's level fourteen, good luck in the last two gyms to get that Pokemon up to level unless you want to grind Audino and a normal. I just want to play this game and you know move back to Fortnite when I'm done. A normal person isn't going to grind Audino to get that Pokemon up, right? I some will like yeah if they maybe really some like will it, but yeah. like you know X and Y kind of solve that with 
you know, everyone's getting XP yeah. and there's like rubber banding. So they, they've made all of these changes over the year, years, you know, throughout the, the 25 years of making these games that they, they just seem to get better and better and better and more accessible. And like, Hey, do you want to, do you actually want to complete a Pokedex? Do you actually want to understand the battle system? Do you actually want to make it to the end to like see the credits? Do you actually want to stick around for post game and maybe shiny hunt or breed or do contests? Like they've done so many of these things so well. And I think let's go was a really great step in like, here's a reason why you want to catch more than one mostly because you have to, but like, hey, it's pretty fun. And I think this game really solidifies that of like, I have probably caught a hundred Krikatot, but they're they're right there. It's easy to throw a Pokeball and keep running. I know it's probably going to catch. If it doesn't, that's okay. I'm still running away. <laughs> I'm going to hear that click sound eventually. The the Just the concept of catching and moving throughout that world feels incredible. And I cannot yeah. fathom playing another game that doesn't have that. Like they accomplished it. They did it. And even though like Sword and Shield was a step back from Let's Go in the sense of like kind of going back to like, well, why do I need to catch five Zigzagoons? I have one. It's good enough. Sword and Shield at least introduced max raid battles, which was like I do want to catch these because I'm already here and I'm just throwing one Pokeball. And why would I not throw the one Pokeball, right? It's like, let me just throw the one Pokeball. Cool. I caught it and I moved on. Like they, the Sword and Shield also did the thing, which is frustrating that Legends doesn't have is like, they, they have like a, a stat page where like, you've caught 10,000 Pokemon, you've caught 14,000 Pokemon. Um, It shows you how many of a specific Pokemon you caught. Like you caught 500 Cramorant. And oddly enough, that was the way to shiny hunt in that game is by getting those Pokemon to 500. Not everyone who plays the Pokemon, not everyone who plays a Pokemon game cares about the battling, cares about like competitive, cares about like learning what fairy is weak to. By the way, it's like steel and poison. Uh, <laughs> yes. To make a game that's so focused on completing the decks and to, and to have the decks be way more advanced than you just caught Landorus. All right, that box is checked. You're done. Is something that I feel is important to the franchise going forward. I think this advanced yeah. decks is the actual like takeaway from the game that I feel like people aren't really talking about. I, I see it's a little frustrating to see, and look, I get it. If this is your favorite Pokemon game, this is your favorite Pokemon game. But I, I do see a bunch of people being like, this is the best Pokemon game ever made. And it's just like, eh, you debatable. Are, the amount of, th like, I, this game is incredible. Very good. Recommend. $60. Love it. I, I am still playing it. I will probably be playing it until whenever the next Pokemon game comes out. You know, maybe I'll go back to Sword and Shield for a little bit, especially for competitive. But, oh, dang it. I have to sign up for that thing. But, yeah. Like, I can see myself playing this game for the rest of the year because I do, and this is what we haven't talked about yet, I do think there's a way more than I thought in post-game to do, and that's great. But this game is missing double battles. Uh, the whole battle system, I think, is is just bad in general. Um, this game is missing any sort of multiplayer, which I think is a really strong pillar in the series. And to to, like, the amount of fun people had with Dynamax Adventure and Max Raid Battles and not 
having this in every Pokemon game going forward is a huge disservice. I want to play with three other people. They figured it out in Sword and Shield. They made it fun. They figured it out twice in Sword and Shield. They did max raid battles, and then they did Dynamax Adventure. Yeah. And while they're slightly similar, they're still different experiences, and they're both fun in their own way. Like, it is fun to go through Dynamax Adventure deciding which team you want to build, and it is fun doing max raid battles with your favorite Pokemon. Like, they figured it out. And, like, I feel like th- just as in- just like the decks in this game is important going forward for other games, I think a multiplayer experience like Sword and Shield offered is just as important going through in in other games. If, 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 big if, and I'm not saying they should, and I'm not saying this will happen, but if they were to do a DLC for this game, I would like them to add a multiplayer area that has like I a dynamic adventure or... Or some sort of multiplayer anything. Like, we, we've established that we, that we can cross the dimensions through our ARC phone. Like, I, I would like to see if there's going to be a DLC that that DLC has a multiplayer part to it. Yeah, where I, you can connect with people. So to respond to everything that Steve just said, because he just went, like, talking straight for 10 minutes without break. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> This is probably the first time I've ever played a Pokemon game where realizing that my Pokemon were underleveled because I rushed through the story and I couldn't get past uh, Braviary Girl, I went and went into my pasture and I was like, oh, I have actually caught alpha Pokemon that are at the same level as hers. I'm just going to swap them into my team and use these higher level Pokemon. The main selling point when people ask me whether they should get this game or not that I tell people is Pokedex completion makes you feel like you're actually doing research. Yeah, because it really you does. are if you're you're looking at the Pokedex, it's asking you to examine specific activities of the Pokemon and you're going out and doing that to complete. And I was like, this is a huge like this is a huge draw of the game. Like it's it's not just catch and you're done. It's it's more realistic to actually doing research in that way. As far as the multiplayer, I think that if they had included the complexity of some sort of multiplayer on the level of anything where we would have found it a reasonable and enjoyable experience, it, it would have made the game too complicated. They're introducing a lot of new things in the way that this game is played. And you know when Arceus 2 comes out, Yes, <laughs> I'm, I, that, then fine. Put in because now we were used to this type of yeah. Pokedex completion. We're used used to this kind of how you you capture the Pokemon and everything like that, and 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 make the changes. But this is like such a radical shift. If they had done a ton of changes, people would have been turned off. I I, I can agree with that. I I have a I have this, a side question about Alpha Pokemon because I've been seeing this on the internet that the Buizel. Oh, get a yeah, large Hi, hi. Mine is broken. I have caught forty buizel. I am not kidding you. Forty buizel. None of them have been big enough. It needs to be two eight. <laughs> I it does. The biggest one above. I've gotten was two seven. Wow. Because I keep I keep seeing memes like, "Oh, this is the worst." I'm like, "But it doesn't have to be an alpha. It just has to be. It doesn't have larger to be, than yeah, two eight. I caught an alpha floatzel. 
Yes. Guess what <laughs> doesn't, doesn't count. count? Yeah. Is that a Buizel? <laughs> I don't think you can get Alpha Buizel on the first area. I think you can only get him on the third area, and he spawns. Yeah, he he's not like a static spawn like the Floatzel. In the Buizel Pokedex, it's catch large versions of these. So once you get a large version, and it's oh, guess what? Bigger. Two foot seven counts as a large version. <laughs> <Yeah>. How deceiving! <laughs> you need two eight. <laughs> You need two eight. You need two eight. Uh, the one I gave is two nine. But I was very confused by the things because I'm like, but it doesn't have to be alpha. It just has to be. I mean, it'd be cool looking because it will stand there being alpha. I, if you want that, that's cool. But I didn't. I was like, I keep alphas for me. I am yeah. consolidating my power. Thank you very much. You know, the the game's also missing, you know, it's missing like ribbons and marks. I think, I think marks. Nobody cares about ribbons. No one marks. cares about ribbons. That's true. I care about ribbons. I think marks was a great, another great way that Sword and Shield gave you a reason to ne- catch Pokemon. Never seen a mark in my life. Um, the game is missing <laughs> breeding. Uh, the game, I am sad that it's missing breeding. Breeding is one of my favorite things and I really wish it was in this game. Um, even though like, you know, a month ago I complained that breeding needs to be refreshed and different and... And this is this is the kind of the thing I'm talking about is is I don't think I don't think most people are creative enough to think of like <laughs> that's why like game developers exist and why they're so clever like no like no one I would have ever talked to on like Twitter or in our Slack sorry Slack or in our Discord or on Twitch chat would have been smart enough to think of like SOS like SOS was like a very like clever system yeah I I think you're underselling people I think generally when the question is asked. People are like, I have two minutes to come up with a whole solution. No. Or like, or their default is, I want something old to come back. It's never like, right. I want something new. And- but within, like, these people also didn't have a day to come up with something. They had <laughs> a development cycle to come up with something new. Like, give me a development cycle and absolutely I can come up with something. I mean, for example, I'm trying to write a new RPG. And I'm like, I'm stuck on this part. If you asked me for a solution four days ago, I couldn't give it to you. I'm four days later. I figured out a solution that I'm happy with. Yeah, those things take time. Yeah, I mean, I and you know, if if I would, I would expect breeding to come back for a Gen Nine. You know, I would expect eight gyms to come back for a Gen Nine. I would expect the same battle system. Hopefully, with some of the change, I think some of the changes in the battle system are good. And this is what we didn't talk about. I think, I think changing sleep to drowsy was good i think changing frozen to frostbite is good and in a competitive sense the reason i think those are good is because ultimately there was not a difference between being frozen and being put to sleep you were still losing your turns between one to five turns until you randomly woke up from that status condition now there were moves scald or or flamethrower that would get rid of frozen early granted if you had those moves same with sleep if you were asleep you could use like sleep talk or you could use uproar to get rid of those moves, but ultimately they were the same thing. And then, um, so when they changed frozen to frostbite, your special attack is now reduced, which is great because if you are burned, your physical attack is now reduced. So now yeah. there's an alternate to that. When you're par- paralyzed, now, so some people might say, well, paralyzed and sleep are now the same because you, there's a chance that you might not be able to act. Um, paralyzed not only reduces your speed, um, and then prevents you from it reduces your speed by 50 percent. i actually don't know if it, that's the same in in legends but in like sword and shield it reduces your speed by 50 percent. it it does reduce your speed i don't know if it's the 50 percent, but it does affect the turn order in, in in legends if you're drowsy you might not be able to move but 
Um, I believe you take more damage when you're drowsy. You take more damage. They, I'm, I'm, I think that is important going forward for competitive stuff, and I, I, I do strongly believe that like there's no way they get rid of the current competitive format. Obviously, they've made changes to the competitive format. They've made they made a change to Tailwind in Sword and Shield that was really drastic. You know, they've changed abilities before. They've changed how moves. Brave flinch. Bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was uh what was Talonflame's Gale Wings? Gale Wings. They changed. Yeah, they changed Gale Wings. There are the you know they introduced Pokemon like Regieliki, <laughs> just like completely destroy the format. Urshifu exists because protect. Anyways, I I, ex- I I am frustrated with the just the the concept of trying to simplify this battle system, and I think they failed on two parts. And this is what, I, I do want to talk about this because I I don't think it was talked about well enough last week so there there's there's two parts of the battle system i think they failed on both parts i think they failed on the single player part of the battle system and i think they failed on the competitive part of the battle system and i get it this game was not meant to be competitive but but i think in a competitive sense just changing how moves work current moves work just seemed so backwards like if i have been using aqua jet for 20 years and now Aqua Jets does something different. Why? Because I know in but, the... F- but they, they change moves all the time. But it, it, it's part in the turn order. <laughs> but even a move like Self-Destruct, you know it doesn't, like, it, it doesn't knock you out anymore, right? Self-Destruct only does 80%. So you survive That's a Self-Destruct. Fine. They change moves all the time. But they also introduce new moves all the time. If they wanted... Okay. If they wanted... If they if they're going to change moves to fundamentally do something different, like Stealth Rock, Stealth Rock isn't even remotely the same as what it is in Gen Nine or whatever Gen is coming next. Is Stealth Rock not going to do what it did in Gen Eight? Uh, well, the question is: Is Gen Nine a traditional, like we're used to, old style Pokemon game, or is it a Legends Arceus style game? In a competitive sense, there's no way they're going to get away. From how successful Sword and Shield was competitively, like I cannot imagine. And if you look at this game, they got they got rid of moves that hit two Pokemon, which still is very dumbfounding to me. Uh, they changed the whole turn order. They purposely didn't put a competitive thing in because because the actual battle system in this game is broken. Like you can abuse it in your in in, in your favor, and there there is like no multiplayer. So this is, to me, this is like, this is a one-off battle system that we're just trying. We're going to go back to normal things in the future. Uh, no. And going back to normal things way. in the future uh, is like, Aqua Jet's going to work the way it's going to. Self-Destruct's going to work the way it's going to. Giga Impact is going to work the way it's Think of it to. differently. Think of it as you have traditional Monster Hunter games and you have Monster Hunter stories. They're both Monster Hunter games, but the battle systems in both are completely different, and they live in their own worlds. Yeah. We will have, for for competitive, you'll have traditional Pokemon game. For this other style of game, the Art Legends Arceus style game, you'll have this type of... They, they, they I, don't I, but have to overlap. That's assuming that there's going to be more Legends Arceus, just like that's, pe- that's people assuming that there's going to be more Let's Go, right? Everyone thought that there yeah. was going to well, be like I a mean, let's go diamond, let's go pearl. You know what we got? But, we got but, a, a the traditional faithful diamond and pearl, right? Uh, so it's I mean, it's a one shot. You close the book. You say they they tried this type of battle system, and it was for that one game, and it's done. I, I mean, I think 
the changes they made sense given like the world they created, right? Like mm-hmm. it is a reflection of what you expect. And I, I, I can see it both from a story wise. It makes sense that they changed them from a developer wise, like, Hey, let's throw out some ideas about how these things could work. And we can do it in this game because we're changing a lot and we're doing an active time system. So if we go towards a more active turn order system in future installments of the regular series, how can we it work with these things? Especially if swapping out doesn't become a thing, Doom. Because I think in double battles like Stealth Rock doesn't see, correct me if I'm wrong, but Stealth Rock doesn't see a ton of use. No, in because double battles, Stealth Rock is more yeah, singles. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you look at it that way and you think, okay, well, Stealth Rock works as a very different way now. It fits in a competitive aspect where Stealth Rock has fallen out of favor. And this is the game where the world doesn't work the way you expect it to for those ideas to come into play. I, and I, whether I would... or not they accept them and move them forward is a decision that they'll have to make. Like, I think we can agree that Frostbite is better. I'm iffy about Drowsy. Um, I think drowsy is better than sleep. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I have not a strong feeling either way. I, 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 I. St- they don't make it very clear that there's an extra added benefit to it. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, this company is like, very good at making things not right. clear. Right. So I think, like, outside of a competitive situation. Drowsy doesn't feel any different than paralysis. Yes. So in that way, I think it fails because they don't really explain what's happening. And outside of a competitive aspect where taking more damage matters than missing turns, I, I think it come it feels stronger there. Whereas here, I'm like, okay, but I didn't miss my turn and I still blasted them away because I have type advantage because I know how type advantage work. So ultimately, Drowsy did nothing because I got to move right away and I never took damage. So I never saw me taking more damage. Yeah, I, I want to follow on what Greg said just to, before we get too far away from it. But one of the key things, which if you think about it just a little bit, we are clearly in a different universe. Yes. Yeah. Why would you expect the rules of Pokemon <laughs> battle to be exactly the same as every other universe because when it, you're clearly in a dip? No, it's about story. It's not about spreadsheet. It's about power. Wars. It's about drive. Uh, and no, going second along with that, there, thank this fail. battle system, at which I I will hold on to my last breath about so much of the decisions for this game. This battle system is designed to make you feel like you are in a field with Pokemon who are in your face battling. You're not standing on a platform over there waiting patiently for decisions to be made and the 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 choice to be plugged in. You are made to feel like you are there with the battle. And that's that's what this battle system is designed as. It's bad though. <laughs> you want because you want spreadsheet wars. No, I don't and this want game is not you absolutely want this I, okay. this game used to give me five stages priority when I and now this move doesn't give me five stages yeah, priority. I, I who think I cares think, who even 
thinks about that when you're in the heat of the, the grass and the volcano and there's the Arcanine standing there, there and a Zubat just came over because he just he's a pain nosy busybody. It is confusing to me that if if they want moves to act differently, then just make a new move. They made new moves. Psy Shield Bash is a new move. It could have been, you know, with Weird Deer, do Once 20s again, and you introduce too much complexity and people are going to get turned off. People know this move name is a water type move. And I, I, I've heard you say it, which like blew my mind. I know what this move is called. I'm not going to read what it does. Yeah. You're a fool. You're a fool. <laughs> Look, you are a fool. The fact that they constantly change the moves. Take a second to read the three sentences that describe what the move does, especially if the first time you do it, it doesn't work. Self-destruct has always knocked you out. The fact that self-destruct brings you to like 20% HP, and then probably in Gen 9, self-destruct is going to go back to knocking you out. Why not? Who make, knows? Why not Who make knows? a new move? Why not call it like... Uh, because there's only so much namespace out there. People know that this is a move that's going to seriously damage me and they, do serious damage to my opponent. Removed twenty. They removed ninety-four moves from Sword and Shield. I mean, what are all these people going to do when we get to Gen Nine and there's not eight hundred and fifty Pokemon available to them, and they have to figure out which ones are there and which ones I, aren't? I it's, actually don't know how many moves they added to Legends. I know for sure one, Psy Shield Bash. Five. I know Headstrong, whatever Claw from Ursaluna. Like that's a new move too. Uh, uh, there's a new one for Typhlosion, which I use Infernal Purge. I think. Yeah. No parade. 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 Yeah. That's so it. They're, Love they're, that they're move. adding new moves. I think it, I Bitter do think malice. It's, <laughs> yeah. If they're changing, like, okay, this move now does 120 damage versus 100 damage, like, yeah, sure, that makes sense. But, like, just straight up changing a move like Self-Destruct just or Stealth Rock just seems like, just call it something different. I mean, what else do we not have in this game? We don't have move tutors. We don't have TMs. We do technically have HMs because Ingo kind of has a memory for it. I, I would say we kind of have move tutors because you have to like pay for those moves to like permanently unlock them. I thought Zizu just made gave you no. Mastery. You have to pay. You have to no. pay for them. There are certain no, moves no, that you, you pay, have to unlock. You pay Zizu, but gives you mastery for. Does Zizu give you there's, additional moves? There's right. both because yeah, I had to like, raise. They're like two thousand or four thousand or five thousand. Because to... one of the Pokedex entry for my Alakazam was use Psychic and it doesn't have it, so I had to go to Zizu and say, "Hey, I need Psychic." And Zizu's like, "Uh, that'll be three thousand dollars." Like, excuse me. <laughs> so, so, so the the competitive sense of like they failed at that part, which is like. To be expected and to be fine, right? There is no verses in the game. There's no abilities. There's no held items. And for the record, I'm not mad about abilities and held items. I think it's fine. Like that, I, I think for me, the thing that was frustrating was just changing how moves fundamentally work. And in a single player sense, I think the battle system is bad because one, it can be abused. Let me give you two situations where it can be abused. A move that normally so so moves like Hyper Beam or Giga Impact, you use it, you wait a full turn, and then you're, you're out, can't attack, and then you can do it again, right? And this was, th there was a really great strategy in Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire slash Ruby and Sapphire where Norman would use Hyper Beam on his slacking, and, his, and then because, because of slacking's ability of slacking off, 
he wouldn't be able to attack anyway because the ability would go into effect and then he would be able to attack the next turn with hyper beam really really great really very easy to counter right you just protect that turn attack him when he's slacking off protect again in this game you can just strong style hyper beam with no punishment because strong style is going to make you go to make you wait two turns and you just oh no 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 that's not the real cheat do you want to know what the real <laughs> cheat is that happened to me the wild pokemon agile style a move and then when they get their second chance, they strong style that second one. Yeah. So that's yeah. mean. Yeah. So this is how busted the system is. When I was fighting Commander's Snorlax, he strong styled hyper beamed me and missed. And then I aqua jetted, which gives you priority, or not priority, but gives you priority the next turn. And I agile styled aqua jet. So you know how it shows the move order where it's like Buizel, buizel, buizel. Also, I beat the game with like a buizel and a glamio. Buizel, buizel, buizel. So I was able to, it said three. It said buizel, buizel, buizel. So I, I agiled aqua jet. And then it said it again, buizel, buizel, buizel. And then I aqua styled, I, I, I agile styled aqua jet again. And his Snorlax never came up. It was just buizels for the, well, because, yeah, because but... I was locked into the, the priority loop. But Agile uses up more PP, so eventually you're going to run out faster than if you were just regular doing Aqua Jet. But it sets you up in a position where, like, what the person did to you. You keep Agile styling until it's in range, and then last minute you switch to Strong Style. But it wasn't or a you person, it was a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I mean, that that is what the game is supposed that is what this is supposed to do right i mean they there that, was a software update this morning maybe they fixed this <laughs> there, there is no, there's in no sense that that would be fun uh if you were on the receiving end that would not be fun like oh, oh no i, I, I can't I, I attack don't, for I don't, eight turns in a row i don't think agile strong style is moving out of this game no yeah it, it's yeah again it, I, it is and, solely a npc battle wild battle but yeah, mechanic. but I think they do that poorly. I mean, and when I talk to people that like the battle system, I'm like, what What do you like about it? And they're like, it's faster. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It is faster. I was like, have you ever played Persona 5? Have you ever played Bravely Default? No. Those games do. <laughs> I like how you answer for them. No, they, they said no. <laughs> Those games do a single player fast battle style significantly better than Legends does. So even if you're like, I like that they changed it. I like that it's not this sword and shield turn-based system. I'm glad that you admitted or I gl maybe that you're tired of what traditional, you know, 2v2 competitive sword and shield or past games are. But the the battle system in this game is just a very knockoff budget version of what these other JRPGs are doing. Like in Persona 5, you can attack five creatures at once and you can bring them down to one hp and you can like end those battles very quickly if you know what you're doing and if you don't know what you're doing those same battles can go drastically wrong and you're in a situation where you have to plan and think and strategize and there, there's really none of that in any of these battles like an alpha battle can go wrong but it goes wrong in the sense of like you missed all your moves, and they got a lot of critical hits. Like, it's not particularly interesting. I do think the alpha battles are the stronger battles than versus just normal wild battles. 
But but again, and like I said last week with with Bravely Default, there's there's zero reward, and there's only punishment for you getting in a situation where it's one versus four. There's, no, I mean, the, there's, I, there's no I reason say, except for the joy of the battle, the joy, the thrill and, of the and, battle. And again, in X and Y, we had one verse five. I could surf them. I could. Yeah. I I could earthquake I, them. I could rock slide them. I I the thing that I will say is, for as late as they came to the action RPG system, they seem to have steadfastly refused to look at any how anybody else did it. Well, I mean, they, <laughs> and, there's trademark copyright, yeah, mechanics I mean, copyright. You can't sure. you can't copyright mechanics. Um, believe me, I know <laughs> you cannot copyright game mechanics, but. I think I think what excites people, myself included, is we see them starting where a lot of other games also started from. And perhaps naively you're hoping that they will take a shorter development cycle to get <laughs> to where everybody else is. We have no proof that that's going to happen. But I think what myself and other people I probably are excited about is that it does feel like for the first time in 25 years, you're open to change. Mm -hmm. I also yeah. had a hard time with the battles. I mean, I would frequently get half my team knocked out before I was able <laughs> yeah, to I mean, take things, somebody down. But I don't think that's—I don't think that's necessarily because the game is hard. I think it's because the game is unfair. Like, not unfair in the sense of like. Well, I mean, well, one I'm, person's hard is another person's unfair. <laughs> that's just a matter of perspective. It's it's like you go like um the battle against Benny. He attacks twice right away. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Uh, have a higher level Pokemon. Mm -mm. No matter front. what, no matter what, he will go twice. That's just the start of the battle. And and oh, I think he it, caught me unaware. Mm. So in a sense of like most of these battles, they're artificially hard because they're ignoring your move. You're they're ignoring your speed. They're ignoring what Pokemon you have out. They're ignoring everything for the opponent to just go first one to two times. And that's where, like, the added difficulty comes in, uh, which is, again, if I, I think my final thoughts on this is, like, the current battle system that exists in Sword and Shield is not, it, it's not even a, it's not broken, don't fix it. It's incredibly good. It's really, it's really in-depth. The moves offer a lot of variety. The Pokemon offer a ton of variety, abilities, like, it is an inherent, like, it is one of the best JRPG battle systems out there. And so to then remove that to try something new, and when the something new isn't better than what other games are doing, you, you've built an incredible battle system over the years, and you threw that all out of, uh, out the window for something so mediocre. Like, that is the frustrating part. Like, you couldn't even copy somebody else's homework well enough to, like, other games are doing this. And I encourage Pokemon fans to play other JRPGs. Like, like if, if you, if you like this battle system in Legends, please go buy Bravely Default 2. You well, will you know, absolutely you know what's be hilarious in love with that battle system if you like I this tried, battle system. I tried Bravely Default and hated it. And I actually like this battle system. So <laughs> it's, you know, I tried, I tried Bravely Default, hated it. Try Persona 5 Royal. I ain't doing another Persona game. Those yeah, games might be too me. anime for you. <laughs> My only problem with other JRPGs is they take way too long to get into, but 
They, they, they got Made a lot of, way like, they, too complicated. They got a lot of setup Persona, time. you got the tarot cards, you got the Yeah, you gotta go to the, the dungeon, you gotta talk to the guy in there, you're in jail for five hours, somebody, whew, there's a cat that talks to you. And I it, cannot with you, and I'm not going to anymore. Any other closing thoughts? Uh, brilliant game, wonderful storyline, uh, way better than I thought. Uh, mass outbreaks are uh, the bane of my existence because they won't give me what I want. Um, I I would say this: if you like, if you are a Pokemon fan that has been burned out on the same old, same old, and you really want to signal the Pokemon Company that you like this particular direction, then you should go out and buy this game. <laughs> like, I think everybody who's a Pokemon fan will find something to enjoy in this game. And the best way to let them know that that this is a this is a direction that you enjoy, that there's a lot in this game that you enjoy is to go buy it. And I, um, I would say, uh, along those lines, get this game, definitely, and do your best to not overthink. Just immerse yourself. Use your imagination. Imagine, like, the story and the world don't don't overthink about the mechanics and just have a good time. I think that's the it best is a way very to good enjoy time. this game. And and, yeah, and, it, and actually think I, I would say when you see the map of Hisui, think of what modern or the the other Sinnoh you've been to looks like, what things are in those places as you go through them and how they compare. I have so many theories. I gotta go on game theory channel and, and present my wacky theories. Yeah, I think this. I think this game is really great. Um, I would like to see DLC for it. I think it's rumored that it's DLC just based on packaging in other countries. They have to like, they're required by putting something on the box where the U.S. isn't specifically. Um, if the game doesn't get DLC, I don't think I'm going to be hurt. Like, I think I think it's a complete package, mm-hmm. which I would actually maybe not say so much about Sword and Shield. I think Sword and Shield really is stellar because of the DLC. I disagree. I think I think Sword and Shield was greatly enhanced by the DLC, but I think the main game was a complete yeah. I th- I and I would say, game. I would say all of armor for most people was flat in Crown Tundra, or I'm thinking the other way around. I think. Isle of Armor was better and Crown Tundra was fine. One of the two ways. I mean, I never <laughs> finished Crown Tundra, so. Sword and Shield with the think... DLC is like Ultra Sun Ultra Moon. Right. I think for replacing a third version, the DLCs were a great way to extend the life of those games. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think Short- Sword and Shield, as a without a DLC, was a, sol- was a very solid game. Yes. Like I thought, I I think Sun and Moon is a solid game until Ultra existed, and then I was like, "There's no reason to buy Sun and Moon." Well, the story in Sun and Moon is better. Yes, yeah. <laughs> by by leaps and bounds. But the amount of content and fixes in Ultra Sun and Moon make it. Yeah, I mean, life improvements, Pokemon stuff, and Ultra Sun. Post that game would be brilliant if they had not shied away from the better story they did in Sun and Moon. Yeah, it just didn't make any sense that they were like, "Let's cut this lily part." Like that was the best part of your story. <laughs> like you literally cut the best part of your story. story. The theme that they to- the theme that they told in both Legends Arceus and Sun and Moon 
really show the power that these games can do for storytelling, and I really want them to lean into mm-hmm. it more. All right. Well, let's wrap up. Normal episode on 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 Monday. We will be doing a live podcast on Sunday. If you're listening to this on Thursday when it comes out, we'll be doing a live podcast on Sunday on Twitch uh, for episode 500. Uh, we'll probably be ignoring chat for the most part until the end where we'll start taking chat questions and stuff because we'll just be going through news. Obviously, this game sold really well. We'll talk about that. If you can't make it on Sunday, um, you know, it'll still be on YouTube. It'll still be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that stuff. So um, Will is at Washing the Sink. Greg is at White Wing. I am at Dragging a Lake. I uh, hope you enjoyed these bonus episodes. Uh, let us know in the Slack or the Discord if you liked the mini series or if you liked these like longer set pieces that we did, like three longer episodes. Like our mini series episodes were short. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, you guys, they were an hour long <laughs> each. No, 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 no. They were thirty to forty-five minutes. Uh, you didn't have to listen to them. They were an hour long each. Believe me, many of them were an hour long. We Greg, didn't start Greg cutting him talks short so much. I barely get what to talk on the show. What do you want from me? I'm a good I host. <laughs> I didn't get a single word in this entire episode, oh, Greg. Please, you went on a 50-hour screed about your battle system that bad. nobody cares about. Uh, we'll see you guys on uh, on Monday. Thank you for listening. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective, super duper effective. Because I need to get back to work. Do you use strong style? I use strong style. This show is supported by Patreon. A shout out to all our producers who support our show at a high level, starting with Stephen, Sean, Matthew, Bovine, Kay, Jessica, Jacob, Ryan, Evan, Ryan, Nate, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Smash, Gray, Dylan, Carlos, and Alvaro. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady. Thank you so much for your support. If you would like your name read at the end of the show or you just want to support, it's super effective. You can head over to patreon.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T or I-S-E dot cash in order to support the show if you want to. Otherwise, uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week.